shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News and Shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Janie Owens inviting you to tune in to a life-receiving word every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. on WCNO 89.9 FM. Join me and be blessed by God's word. David Wilbur and InsurePro Insurance Agency a corporate underwriter of WCNO, have the knowledge and ability to provide the right home, auto, and boat insurance for you and your family. Located in the Albertson Shopping Center in St. Lucie West, David Wilbur and InsurePro Insurance Agency. InsurePro's website is insurepro.com. Their phone number is 871-6272. That's 871-6272. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. The early church was devoted. Somebody say devoted. They were devoted to the apostles' doctrine. I love the apostles' doctrine, which meant they were devoted to the teaching, they were devoted to the instruction, and they were devoted to take the kingdom of God out to the entire world. That's the apostles' doctrine. Teaching, instruction, and and spreading the gospel. I believe that's a good doctrine. Huh? They were devoted, it said they were devoted to breaking bread, which means they took communion regularly. They were devoted to prayer. See, we, we forget that word devotion someday, sometimes today because we think, well, I got to. That's not what devotion means. Devotion is a way of life, ladies and gentlemen. Amen? You know, most of us, we really don't have a problem with being devoted to, to, to those three things. I'm, I'm, committed, I'm committed to come here you preach, Pastor. I'm committed to get to church. I'm committed to receiving communion with the rest of the body. I'm committed to praying. But the one that we seem to forget most of the time is that they were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to hang out with each other. Hmm. My goodness. I don't know. You get on my nerves after a while. Well, get over it. That's why you got to be devoted. Huh? Oh, Jesus. You know what that means? That means they prioritized. They prioritized. They intentionally went after each other. They intentionally built relationships. How many understand we cannot reach a lost and dying world that we've been called to reach if we don't know who they are? I on purpose have about 10 casual friends. They're not close friends. I on purpose have about 10 casual friends that don't know anything about God that I hang out with every week. On purpose. I spend every Thursday night with these guys. And I drop a little bit of Jesus in there every time I get a chance. But I do it intentionally. I look for ways. I strategize ways. 
I'll just give you an example. I was talking to one of the guys Thursday night, and I was asking him how things were going. Well, my marriage is on the rocks, and, you know, she was gone, but she moved back in. And I said, well, man, you know, anytime you want to talk about that, because they all know I'm a pastor. I said, anytime you want to talk about that, I'm available. He looked at me, he said, really? I said, yeah, I can help you. He said, well, take my card and call me. I mean, you've got to do what you do intentionally. Henry Ford said this, to get people to come together is a beginning. To keep it together is progress. To get people to work together is a major success. Come on, we had major success yesterday, didn't we? Amen. I mean, there are a lot of people that meet together in settings like this, but they never work together. They just show up on Sunday and you don't see them again until next Sunday. So they have a beginning, but they never have the fruit of a relationship. They have the very beginning of it, but they don't have the fruit coming out of their life that God intended to come from having relationship. Two things that affect us in America, that affect building relationships in America. The first one is the spirit of independence. The declaration of independence. See, we, 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 we read that and we think, well, I'm an independent free person. No, it was our nation was supposed to be independent of everybody else. But we've got this independent streak, and it works in our culture, and it's been rooted in our nation, and I'm glad to be American. But you know something? In our effort to have these individual freedoms, we've developed an independent attitude. And God never expected us or wanted us to have an independent attitude. You need me, and I need you. Come on. You ain't been called to do it on your own. I don't care how cool you are. Uh Uh-oh. This attitude says it doesn't need anybody. I can pull it together by myself. I can make it work all by myself, and I don't need anybody. You might as well go ahead and sit still. I'm going to preach this. You need to hear it because it's infiltrated our culture, and and it's infiltrated the church, and I don't need anybody. It's just me and Jesus. Me and the Lord. Hmm? Some of us just believe we can just shout our way to victory. I'll make it on my own glory. Hallelujah. And everything in our life is collapsing around us. Our wife is leaving us. The job's falling apart. Nobody don't want to be around us. We're ill. We're grouchy. Come on. Well, I'm grinning and bear it in Jesus' name. No, you need to make some friends. How many of you know there has to be a certain amount of determination in your own spirit, that you are not going to let people hinder you from where God wants you to go, but you can never be fooled into believing that you can fulfill your destiny by yourself. Because you cannot fulfill your destiny by yourself. That's why God has put people in your life. You were never meant to. God intended for you not to be independent, but to be interdependent. We're supposed to count on each other. We're supposed to depend on each other. We're supposed to love each other. Huh? But you know what we do? We go from one extreme to another. We go all the way from total independence to where I don't need anybody to I'm going to do it all on my own. I'll start on my own and ain't nobody going to mess with me. We even have people try to start churches by themselves. They get a little bit of money, they go rent a little storefront, they put a pulpit in there and 10 chairs, they ain't got nobody to preach to. And they ain't got no corporation or cooperation with anybody in the body of Christ, and they ain't trying to work with anybody else. They're trying to do everything their own way. 
They don't want cooperation. They just want to be independent. They got, they got some kind of gift that they think that the whole body of Christ needs to have and wants to have from them. So they go to Staples and they print up their business card and they put, you know, the prophet of God on it. We'll travel. And then they get surprised when nobody has them come preach. Because people don't want independent people. God does not bless independence. But then what do we do? We go to the extreme on the other side and we go from independent to becoming codependent. Well, I will if you will. Well, why didn't you get involved in the work day yesterday? Well, my friend Dave didn't go, so I didn't want to go. I didn't want to come by myself. How I many you know when we fellowship with one another, that means that there has to be an other to fellowship with? You can't fellowship with one another if there ain't nobody else. How many recognize we can never build proper relationships as long as I'm walking around fearful of what has happened, you know, in my life and how people have done me? You've got to break free from some of this stuff and build relationship. Amen. And we can't be independent, not needing anybody, or we can't be codependent, always wanting somebody else to initiate relationship and meet all of our needs. The boy is getting quiet in here. Look in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. You know what's so powerful about Ecclesiastes? It was written by a man named Solomon. I saw a list in, uh, on the internet the other day, and it went and listed the most wealthiest people to ever live on the face of the planet. But it was flawed because it only went back 2,000 years. And I thought, well, they listed some Arab guy around 660 A.D., said that in current money today, it'd be worth like $1.8 trillion or something like that. And I thought, well, man, why didn't I go back to Solomon? <laughs> that dude was rich. I mean, $1.6 trillion, $8 trillion ain't nothing compared to what Solomon had. Anybody been watching that show on History Channel, um, The History of Us? Oh, man, that's been amazing. They've been going all through the turn of the century, the Industrial Revolution, and you know, the Rockefellers and J.P. Morgan and, you know, Thomas Edison and all these companies. Do you know J.P. Morgan or, or Rockefeller today and money today? I think the richest guy in the world right now is worth like $76 billion. Rockefeller, with all his wealth in today's money, would be worth $660 billion. Isn't that amazing? That was nothing compared to King Solomon. That was nothing compared to King Solomon. He had every pleasure, every resource, every natural accolade, more than any other man or woman to ever live in life. He was a king. He had money. He had fame. He had reputation. Matter of fact, the, one of the richest queens in all the history of the world, Queen Sheba, showed up at his place, and she said, I've heard about you, but now that I'm here, half the stuff I didn't even hear. I didn't hear half of it. And she heard how rich he was. If you read his story, he had swimming pools. And this is, this is 2000 B.C. He had swimming pools. He had big houses. He was rich. He was famous. He had everything. But Solomon came to a place where he had everything when he began to write his book of wisdom. And you know what he said we need to pay attention to more than everything else? Here's what he said in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. He said this. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. 
For if they fall, one will lift his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Let me give you four things that are benefits to being connected this morning. You can write these down if you want to. Number one, there's greater productivity to relationships when you're connected. You can write that down, you can. There's greater productivity to relationships when you are connected productivity hmm he said two are better than one why because they have a greater reward for their labor in Genesis chapter 2 God began the whole created order of mankind with these words it is not good for man to be alone listen to me it is not good for you to be alone And he wasn't just talking about in terms of a marital relationship. He's talking in terms of the fact that if creativity and productivity is going to come forth in the earth, then it will demand partnership. If we're going to be creative in this church and we're going to be productive in this church, then it's going to demand partnership. Huh? That's why when he made Adam, he didn't make Eve like him. Adam and Adam couldn't have been functional. They could not have been productive. That was the key. They could not produce. And the commandment on them was to what? To be productive, to fill the earth, to replenish the earth. But here's the principle. God says in order for every one of us to be productive, he puts people in our lives that are not exactly like us. You ever hear anybody say, I don't know why, we ain't got nothing in common. Well, that ain't a bad thing. Hmm? Here's the principle. God says in order for every one of us to be productive, he puts people in our life that aren't exactly like us. And that's good. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. 
For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. Hello, I'm Pastor Jason Bumgardner of Truth Church in the heart of St. Lucie County, inviting you to tune in to our weekly radio program, The Revealing Truth, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Of course, we would love for you to meet our church family, so why not come out and visit us this Sunday at Truth Church? Worship services start at 10 a.m., and we're located at 3891 Edwards Road. You can check us out on the web at www.igniteyourworld.com.
This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station.